to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh -huh, uh -huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it, like Biggie tried to do, and saying, no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666, you can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. The grace and justification of Jesus Christ is enough for any person to become a believer. The grace and justification of Jesus Christ is enough for any person to become a believer. Titus 3 and 7, that being justified by his grace, we should be made what? Heirs. Heirs. Justified by his grace. I like the old preacher used to say, justified means justified. Never sinned. Hey. Just if I never sinned. That's the justification. Justified by it's true. Amen. It sounds cliche, but that's true. We should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So we're justified by God's grace, not by what we're able to do. Amen. Man, if it was based on what we were able to do, none of us would get in. Salvation is readily available to those that call upon the name of Jesus. Having faith to believe on Christ and confessing our sins to him are the only requirements for God to save us. Having faith. Look at somebody say having faith. And it's a measure. It's a measure of faith. Yeah, I don't believe people in a traditional church that believe some weird things about tradition or whatever. That's, I don't even believe that's a heaven or hell issue. I just believe that they're missing God in a lot of areas. And they're going to live their life blind to a lot of things. But I believe as we learn and as God calls us, he said, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. I believe we get free from certain things that they're not free from. They can't get free because they don't know the truth of it. They know the truth, but they have not accepted the truth. Having faith to believe on Christ and confessing our sins to him are the only requirements for God to save us. Acts 16 and 31. And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus and thou shalt be saved and thy house. It's about your house. Our salvation is secured by the redemptive work of Christ on the cross. Not by any efforts of our own. Can I say that again? Not by any efforts of our own. Ephesians 2 and 8. For by grace you are saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is a what? Gift from God. It's not payment from God. It's a gift. There's a difference. Amen. A gift from God. When somebody gives you a gift. A true gift. It's not because you deserved it. It's not because you earned it. It's because they 
felt you, you should have it. That's a gift. Now, if they did some work for you and you give them a gift, that's not a gift. That's payment. But a true gift, they didn't earn it. Traditional ordinances. Men have established non-biblical prerequisites for salvation. Many of the false traditions in the modern Bible-believing church were adopted from Catholicism. You know, Catholicism was created to do exactly what it's doing. It was created as a lie to take people as far from God as possible. It was created to infiltrate Christianity. You know, many years ago, 40, 50 years ago, Catholicism and Christianity were two different things. Now, they're the same thing. Yeah, they're the same thing. As a matter of fact, most of the prominent Protestant bishops and leaders have been to Rome and the Pope has laid hands on them and transferred an anti-Christ perverted spirit into them. Yeah, that's the way it was designed because the Pope is anti-Christ religious leader. He's the religious leader of the end time. Yes, he is. Just recently, he had all the Protestant preachers from Kenneth Copeland to, you know, all these guys went over there and joined forces with him. And he said, let's just break the barriers down and let's all just be one. Well, that's, that's biblical. That's revelations. The Bible said in the end that would happen, that there would be a one world religion. And so Catholicism has bled over into Protestant. I mean, the, the, the Protestant church, the, the reason they named it Protestant was because they were protesting Catholicism. Now they've adopted all of it. The robe, the collar, the big cross in the pocket. All of that's Catholicism. Somebody don't like this. But it's the truth. Yeah. That's Catholicism. All of it. None of that stuff came from the the apostles. Catholicism has a long history of promoting works-based false traditions. Essentially, parishioners had to earn or achieve salvation. A perversion of Christian ordinances, infantile baptism, confirmation, and the Eucharist are three Catholic prerequisites for salvation. Infantile baptism, that don't make any sense. That's actually a pagan ritual to take a baby and try to baptize a baby that does not have understanding. You can't save that baby through sprinkling water on him. That's satanic. You better train up a child in the way he should go so when he's old he will not depart from it. Man, I wish that was a magic formula I could do. Just lay hands on him and that's it. Oh, God's got him. Can't get amens on that, but that's okay. You know, this, some of this stuff just crept into the Protestant church with no understanding. Nobody asked questions. They just started doing it. Yeah, they did. Then they started going and dressing the baby, buying christening, the whole christening outfit. That's a Catholic outfit for infantile baptism. And it's a pagan ritual. Right in the church. Nobody asked questions. But these were prerequisites by Catholicism for salvation. Catholicism also teaches that baptism cleanses people of their sins, making them new creatures and initiates them into the church. And we know that baptism doesn't do that. Amen. Jewish cleansing did that before Jesus died. But once Jesus died, baptism is just um, an illustration of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it doesn't save anyone. Amen. You You can sleep in the water. And you ain't going to be no better when you get out. Amen. Matthew 23 and 13. That's, that's why I never understood when folks. Hey, I've seen they baptized folks and then they get happy in the water. Start kicking and shouting and knock the mic in the water. Electrocute the preacher. 
But it's emotional. And amen, it's emotional. And people don't know how to react because they have so many isms and schisms going through their head. They don't know what to do. And y'all know, some of y'all have been where I've been with, you know, the long altar line, right? When you first get in the line to go get prayed for, you start kind of checking out what's happening up there. Seeing what the flow is, what the, what the popular reaction is. <laughs> I've sat in the line just like that. Oh, okay, so this is falling out church uh, let me get ready <laughs> and then the one person that won't fall out preacher walk he walk around the whole church with him <laughs> and they just, oh, oh no I ain't no no I don't want to just so we get to the next person. There's 20 of us in this line where you fall. Yeah, but they, yeah. So you, you look at the line to try to get the general flow and assess it because you don't want to be the one look like the Holy Ghost didn't hit you. You don't want to be the devil in the line. Did nothing happen when you got prayed for. Boy, and when nothing happened, they get the mic and front you out. Oh, it must be a demon, a devil. Come out, devil. Oh, the devil stopping him. The devil. Oh, the devil. He's like, dog. I can't ever come back, man. I'm the devil. But they're just teaching the wrong thing. And so people get the wrong idea. Matthew 23 and 13. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. Jesus said, hypocrites. With an exclamation point. Means he yelled. Woe unto the five scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! For ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For ye neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. So you're not only blocking them, but you're not going yourself. Because of all these traditions. You're a bunch of hypocrites. Traditions that stop people. And that's what Catholicism does. Catholicism not only stops you from receiving Christ because you're basically receiving the priest because the priest is between you and Christ as a mediator. So not only do they stop you from receiving Christ, they stop your sins from getting to Christ. That's why they have you confess them to a priest. He keeps your sins. So your sins never even make it. Some leaders in the modern church have incorrectly taught that symbolic biblical ordinances equate or lead to salvation. The Lord's Supper, baptism, and church membership does not save a person. Amen. Because you ate the Lord's Supper, you weren't saved. Because you were baptized and then joined in the church. I never understood that. Instead of asking who wants to be saved, they say, who wants to join the church? Come sit in the chair. If you join the church, you saved. No, none of those things equate to salvation. Moreover, supporting a ministry financially or through voluntary services does not save a person either. Amen. Crackhead John can't come up here and sweep the church up and feel like he's earned his way into the pearly gates. (laughs) Won't you stop using crack? Out there washing all the cars for Jesus. Windshields. In fact, all of these endeavors... Given voluntarily, all of these, Lord's Supper, Baptism, Church membership, these endeavors should be exclusive to born-again believers. Matthew 7 and 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? 
and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful what? Works. I washed all the windshields outside the church. I cleaned it up. I prayed for people. I fellowshiped. I did all these things. But then Jesus will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work. Oh, that's going to be a terrible day. It's going to be a fire that the firemen can't put out. Y'all remember that song? They sing that song and the altar would be full. Some old mother would just break out with it. There's going to be a fire, all the kids, that the firemen can't put out. Yeah, see, we need to bring some of that stuff back. Some folk need a good old scaring. I had a pastor call me maybe a couple of months ago. Told me, man, I need you to come back to my church and scare hell out of everybody. Just scare, just all, all the hell in my church. It's like, what, what are you doing? Are you going to be there? Good. <laughs> and you can get so used to church until church can't get in you. The truth can't get in you because you're so used to church. Yeah, you can't. The, the, the truth can't get in you. You, 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 you. You're used to it. It's just, you know, that's why I, I thank God. See, we, we're switching this up. Even with these cameramen, we're going to switch the cameramen up so they can sit down some Sundays. You know what I'm saying? Because if you filming, you ain't getting it. Amen? So everybody rotate. Thank God. You know, our musicians, we don't play while the message is going, so we can, you know, that's different. But when you're actually working during the message, sometimes you need to sit down. So you can get it. Amen? Because church can become a system, and it never get in you. Then you look 10 years, 15 years later, you didn't learn anything. Christian ordinances should not be confused with practices that sinners must subscribe to in order to be saved. Romans 11 and 6. And if by grace... Then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it is, or if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, works is no more work. Does that make sense? That's just plain and dry. So it's either by what we're able to do or what he did for us. That means it's by faith and our belief in what he did. Amen? Y'all, I have, we have to learn this stuff because I don't want you sitting in here waiting on something emotional to happen. We're not a very emotional church. We cut through the chase. We let you know your, your, your worship is going to the Lord. You get an opportunity to worship. You get an opportunity to get the word. You get an opportunity to fellowship. And that's just not a whole lot of emotional things going on. Amen. And then a lot of times the church takes on the character of the leadership. Yeah. And so I'm not a really emotional person like that. I mean, that's just the way it is. So you're not going to have a lot of that, you know, but you go to the church with the whale and deacon folks. Well, yeah, the spirit, get, have you ever been in a Baptist, good old Baptist church where they felt the spirit? Yeah, they'll get the, y'all never been in there, but that's because the deacon, But how to state face. Mm. No, mm, mm, mm. no, Lord. 
And that's the mood of the church a lot. You, you see what I'm saying? You go to a church where they, I mean, as soon as they open up, y'all ready to church? <laughs> that's the mood. Folks in the audience throwing stuff. Then when they get to tired, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I mean, they tired. Yes, Lord. Woo! I ain't had this kind of exercise in a long time. And nothing is wrong with that. Nothing is wrong with that. You want to have church like that? That's fine. However you do it, that's fine. But don't make that the way to Christ. Because then a reserve person comes in and, oh, I guess I got to go with the devil. You shut up the kingdom of heaven with those antics. Because that's pure emotion. That's just what you like. Amen. Some of you like slow music. Some of you like it fast. Some of you like symphonic music when you want to be bougie and above others. You know you don't listen to that. People get in your car, it's on 101 FM. You don't listen to that station. But that's just, all that's just flavor. That's just taste. Don't make that the way to Christ. Amen. I can go to any church and have church with anybody. Me and my wife, we are chameleons. We come in there. If I'm going to speak, they may be the shouting and the dancers. We up there. Mm. <laughs> On the front row. <laughs> I mean, whatever flavor it is, we can, we can get with it. Many denominations and church leaders have distorted the process of salvation so much. Until it is not even about believing in God, but rather about following the traditions of men in order to achieve salvation. You know, they sometimes send people home because they didn't get it. Okay, somebody came, you was trying to get them salvation, and then you sent them home without it? There's no such thing. If they believe, they have it. Because it's about what you believe. Mark 7 and 13, making the word of God of non-effect through your what? The word of God is the most awesome power that can be wielded in our dimension. And yet you make the most awesome power of non-effect because of your tradition. And many such like things do ye. You become an enemy of God with some traditions. Following non-biblical traditions has caused many to become discouraged and leave the faith altogether. Y'all know somebody like that? Left church because they couldn't measure up to some tradition. Folks left the church because they never spoke in tongues. Colossians 2 and 8. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the tradition of men. After the rudiments of the world and not after what? Spoiled you. Because of traditions. Made you sick of church because you was tired of playing the game and trying to act like you were saved. Can I just be saved and let the salvation change me? Instead of pretending that I'm already at a certain level that I'm not. Because that'll catch up with you. It may take three years. It may take six years. It may take ten years. It may take twelve. It's going to catch up with you. You can only act for so long. And then one day you're going to spontaneously combust. And the real you. Oh, I can't get amens at ABC. See, heroes, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Because this is what we talk about every heroes meeting. You better deal with yourself. Because you can't hide yourself. You can hide it for some time. But self is going to manifest. 
Somebody make you mad enough, yes it will. Every time. And that's what happened to this brother. And this brother looked like everybody just was in love with him and nobody wanted to accept the, the murders or anything. It's like, no, not o- no, 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 don't tell me nothing about OJ. But this dude had a history of beating this woman for years. See somebody in there right now. He didn't do it. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to have that 19. What year was that? 90 argument with you. I'm just telling you, he was able to conceal who he was. And a lot of us are doing that right now. Trying to conceal who we are. After the tradition of men. To appear a certain way. To look saved. To look important. To look like God is doing this or that. And we haven't dealt with ourselves. So don't let a man spoil you through vain deceit. After the traditions of men. No. Traditions should never be used to earn or prove. Look at somebody say earn Earn. or prove. Tradition should never be used to earn or prove God's free gift of salvation. The works of a person may look convincing to us, but God is not impressed with the outer appearance. 1 Samuel 16 and 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature. Hey! That minister, that ministered to me. Do not look at his appearance or the heights. I said heights of his stature. Because I have rejected his tall behind. For God sees not a man sees not as man sees. For a man looks at the outward appearance. But the Lord looks at the heart. Summary. God's church has been plagued by false teachers and their false doctrines. Especially concerning some denominational traditions for salvation. You know, and sometimes traditions just get too old. As they get old, they grow artifacts. And they get one-sided when it started out it wasn't that bad but over time people start adding their own take to it and over time it just got to the point to where it just got criminally insane we're going to respect communion okay now we're going to respect the table now we're going to respect the sheet don't you touch the table don't touch the t- jesus is under it sleep don't get go near the table now you can't move the table if you have a wedding the, the, the bride and groom they came they came kiss because the table is in the middle you can't move the communion table don't touch the lord's supper table the table don't, don't touch it if you shout and you bump into that table something gonna come from under it and get you that table is sacred see all of that came from the way they did it, the actual illustration, and then it evolved over time into don't touch the table. Then the stage of the church got sacred. Remember that? When you was a little kid, if you, remember you used to just stand on the side of it and just look and hope one day. You'd be like, man. You wanted to get up there because they made it sacred. Then they made the pulpit sacred. Only one woman, two women in the church can wash the cloths and set them back up there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and if you walk up there and try to walk behind it, you will drop dead. Because it's sacred. That's sacred. Then it became holy ground. That's holy ground. You, 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 the regular p- 
peasants can't go on the, you can't partake in the holy ground. That's, that's, that ground is holy. It's sacred. And so that's what I'm saying. It just got, it evolved into that because people wanted to make, basically, they want to bring God into a fleshly place so they can understand and govern him. You see what I'm saying? Because if he stays God, then that means I have to live up to his standard. But if I bring him down to my standard, you see what I'm saying? So that's why these traditions just kind of grow and grow. It reminds me of this old movie. Some of y'all may have seen it called Multiplicity. Anybody see that movie? Where the guy, he cloned himself. And he cloned himself, and the guy he cloned was just like him. But then when he made a clone of the clone, he started degrading the product. And the more clothes he made, the worse he got. Because it wasn't enough of the clone to go in him and make him. And that's how traditions are. The tradition starts out. It may start out a good tradition. We're going to respect and honor the Lord's Supper. But after 20 years, now we're honoring the table. (laughs) Now the table is sacred. God's church has been plagued by false teachers and false doctrines, especially concerning denominational traditions for salvation. On one hand, some churches have created erroneous requirements for receiving salvation. Attendees would have to fulfill certain non-biblical prerequisites before the denomination and its leaders would pronounce them saved or filled with God's spirit. On the other hand, most megachurches have attempted to make the process of salvation so easy to the point that salvation of its members is a non-issue. Visitors, long-time attendees, and members do not even have to express an interest in salvation. Unlike Nicodemus, no one even asks, how can I be born again? In most megachurches, one can simply give a hefty financial contribution or join the fellowship and then he is considered saved. Many churches have had their traditions turned to vice as they ambitiously pursue power, control, fame, and money. The truth of the matter is that our traditions do not matter when it comes to God's gifts. We cannot earn them, work for them, or prove them to the satisfaction of all men. We can only ask for God's gifts and what? Receive them. The gift of salvation is for everyone. And all that one must do to be saved is believe on Christ and confess one's sins to him. Then, as a believer walks in the newness of life, He will what? Grow in grace and receive all that God has for him. It is not about works unto salvation or following the traditions of men, but it is about faith and belief on the Lord Jesus Christ. If you can turn on the belief in a person, they will find what they need. They'll go after it. If you can turn on their belief in God, they'll go after it. When you believe you're going to get that job, when you believe God for that promotion, you're going to study what needs to be studied so that you can be prepared for that promotion. Am I right? The belief ignites it. Because you believe, you'll study yourself approved. A workman needeth not be ashamed. If you believe, it's your belief that turns those things on. Tell people, how are you going to tell the women that, you know, uh, 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 they used to tell you you couldn't wear pants and makeup and they would try to clean the outside up before they even dealt with the inside. She wearing makeup like Nicki Minaj just because she feels like Nicki Minaj on the inside. So you can, you can call it, come here, girl, 
You get over here. Oh, in the name of Jesus, we wiping all Jezebel's paint off. And she's going to go right back home and put it back on. Because she didn't deal with the inside. Nikki, she went home listening to Nikki. You're going to wrap her in a choir robe. Oh, baby. Oh, no, you showing too much. You just too bootylicious for service. You just go cover her in a, in a choir robe and sit on the front. When she get home, when she get in the car, she might take off what she was wearing originally. Because bootylicious is in her. Maybe she didn't grow up with a mama that cared. Maybe she didn't grow up with a father that cared. Maybe there's a better way to handle that. Amen. Old Lustin John, you don't change the whole church because Lustin John is in there. You kick Lustin John out. Got all the women wearing wrapped in burly burlap and everything because one dude in there is a pervert. Let's just kick him out. He hollering at all the women. We're going to change everything because of him? Girl, wear sleeves because you know John. I'm sick of John. Can we get rid of him? It's hot. Matthew 23 and 26, Jesus says, you blind Pharisees, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be what? Clean also. Man, it makes so much sense. Clean the inside. Can you clean the inside? And can you let God do that? Can you let God allow people to grow in grace? Just because you've been on the fast track of holiness for the last 20 years don't mean that the person that comes in here and they just got saved they may not live up to all your personal standards can you give them time you've been listening to a true church perspective from g craig lewis founder of ex ministries and pastor of adamant believers council in grand prairie texas if this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us Please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com.